gives me great pleasure to uh, welcome you all here. Uh, this is our third program, uh, which the Writers in Exile Pen Center is holding in conjunction with the American Pen. Um, I am very happy that we have this opportunity to give forum to our writers, poets, um, and I am delighted that we have such an impressive audience. Um, tonight's program had been planned originally on a larger scale. At first, we were supposed to present you the avant-garde magazine um, and the writers and poets around it. The magazine is called Arcanum and the major contributors were supposed to be the feature speakers tonight. However, being the exile pen, we have the bad fortune of having our members scattered all over the North American and South American continent. And to come up with a program coordinating five poets is difficult to begin with. To coordinate the work and reading of five poets coming from five different states and four countries of the two continents, of course, is even more difficult. Uh, therefore, only two members of this distinguished avant-garde magazine will be doing the reading tonight. But I should not use the word only because these two gentlemen are giants of the field and I'm very proud to present both of them. Please permit me to give a brief introduction of their um, life and uh, brief biography, if you wish, and after that, a few words about what their uh, reading is about, but not quite. Being avant-garde, I shouldn't be too specific, should I? The first speaker will be Laszlo Baranski, who was born in Budapest in 1930, a town which he left in 1956 for New York. He worked as a grip for film companies, was a student of art history, milling machine operator, and for 10 and a half months a soldier. My goodness, I didn't know that. He worked for the Central Gallery of Art Exhibition Műcsarnok until his departure from Hungary. He also studied poetry with the two greatest representatives of what poetry means in the genre he writes, Chandra Verush and Lajos Koschak, and many others. He finished his art historical studies in the Institute of Fine Arts um, in New York, then also worked in Florence and was teaching at Berkeley at uh, the University of California at Santa Barbara as well. 
His poetry has been published in Hungarian and American literary periodicals. His first volume appeared in Paris in 1979. A, a collection of his uh, selected works in Budapest in 1988, where a third volume is in preparation. He is married to Jebi Linzer in 1956, who is in the first row and is a friend of many of us. And they have a son, Gregory, who is also here. Uh, and he considers himself an almost bilingual poet. Indeed, he is, irrespective of what he considers. He is going to read from his new book entitled Gift Season, Tales and Documents, 1944. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Laszlo Baranski. After this, I think it is better if I take care of my duties and do all my talking and give the floor only to the poets. So instead of having an intermission, I will present you with the biography and a few words about the works of both of them, uh, and then they will just do the reading. Uh, permit me to introduce uh, Sándor András, who was born in Budapest in 1934 and received his uh, BA in Hungarian literature at the Szeged University. He also left Hungary in 1956, as did many of us. And he was a little bit more than many of us. He was leaving the country as a delegation of the Student Revolutionary Committee. He received his uh, PhD in German literature from Oxford University at the Brasenos College and the, uh, the PhD in America at the University of California in German language and literature. In between various jobs, waiter, meatpacker, program assistant at the BBC in London, um, he had also engaged in intellectual activities as a lecturer in Hungarian literature at Berkeley between 1965 and 69. And uh, since 1969, he has been the professor of German literature at Howard University. His books include one on Heine, and the exi uh, Exile of Gods, articles on German literature, metaphor and belief, text discourse theory, and uh, several others. In his so-called life number one, he was a freelance uh, journalist, assistant editor of the weekly Magyar Sowe in London, member of the editorial board of the Literary Gazette in Paris, and lastly, the co-editor of this avant-garde magazine we have been talking about called Arcanum since 1981. 
He had several poems uh, published in anthologies and various periodicals. And uh, in the poetry collection volumes of Rohano Oasis and his own uh, poetry collection, Mondolatok, Uzenet Nélkül Iparkodó Futár, which is under preparation, shorter fiction in periodicals and several anthologies. He is going to read the selection of his uh, most recent poems when he will get the microphone after Mr. Barats. These two poets uh, are unique on the spectrum of Hungarian exile poem, poets because they both are equally adverse in, versed in both languages. Uh, we have many excellent Hungarian poets in America, uh, but few are those who write with eloquence in both. These two gentlemen are examples of that. Both of these distinguished poets participate in a literary movement, which loosely had been called avant-garde, but as we know nowadays, terms don't really mean what they used to. They are modern and are becoming increasingly more modern as they go by. Thinking of modern, I must say that the relevant thing about it is that it is dependent on classicism. Freud's theory of sublimation has to be corrected, in fact. The sharpening of the acuteness of the subconscious makes really the sublimation possible. Those sublimators, like Tolstoy and St. Augustine, were extremely passionate men. The evolution is advancing always in two directions, forward and backward. So it does not represent an advance into the future, but represents an expansion, rather. The Indians say, neither this nor that. Or, to be more precise, this and that too. So, whoever holds an opinion which goes against our views may be right, and so are we. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Barron. that I need these props, which uh, 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 I will use profusely, uh, uh, because what I'm going to talk about here uh, uh, will be telling tales, tall tales, uh, uh, and will uh, uh, quote documents 
is a very singular, simple uh, historical event. Uh, today, it's partly um, forgotten history. Uh, it was the siege or liberation of uh, the city of Budapest, uh, in the course of which I have lost my good childhood friend with whom I played soccer since the tender age of four. Uh, uh, he was killed somewhere between the two bridges of the river Danube. Here, this is Pest, and this is Buddha, and he lived here in uh, uh, Pest at the ghetto. And uh, I was. Uh, uh, second girlfriend, because the Hungarian kid cannot pull without substitutes. And the greenhouse, there lived the most beautiful woman of the street, a, a, a fantastic gypsy woman. I mean, she, she was something. <laughs> and there was our soccer field uh, where the ground is now, and uh, uh, my friend's house, from which they had to, to move to Budapest to the ghetto, the König. His name was Ferenc König. Was up there. You can see that I had to trot out from from home and go up to the ground. It was high elevated, and there was where the the big key, uh, uh, signaling penalty kick, uh, uh, is. Uh, there was our soccer field. Uh, this uh, uh, turf uh, inexplicably uh, had been taken over at one point, to my great surprise, uh, by the adult. And the consequences were incredible. I still can't believe it. And what you are going, going to hear today is my feeble uh, 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 response, my uh, 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 gestures to uh, steer to this event, which unfortunately, as I have noted uh, 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 today in the news, are still continuing. <laughs> uh, 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 I will start. Uh, with uh, uh, the tapes, the documents, uh, uh, translations of the official Hungarian war dispatches from the besieged Budapest. The man who was running the show sent these things out to the government in order to describe the situation. I selected them and translated them and uh, I have mixed them a little bit up, and I think it's appropriate that we will hear the voice. It's Lisa's uh, voice because it's like a weather report today. According to the report of the liaison officer assigned to the Inspector General of the Gendarmerie 
and to the police, Corporal Laszlo Okshay had shot in the back with a machine gun a police officer who died. An investigation is in progress. On the night of the 27th, or rather on the morning of the 28th, unknown individuals executed five Jewish men and three Jewish women on the quay of the Danube. German soldiers intruded into the hospital of the International Red Cross, which is operating at the address Bethlehem Gabor Ter 2, where they disarmed the police and did some shooting. An investigation by a mixed Hungarian-German committee is in progress. A policeman on his beat found eight Jews with gunshot wounds during the course of the night on the Ferenc József Quay. According to the police report, some Arrow Cross party members had rounded up 39 Jewish men and women and shot them on the bank of the Danube, and they had thrown them into the Danube. The suburbs of Budapest and Budapest itself is under heavy shelling. I have carted away some 5 million cigarettes and 3,000 kilograms tobacco from the tobacco factory, and I have also taken the necessary measures to cart away the remaining 15 million cigarettes and 75,000 kilograms of tobacco. I also instructed all units that they shall obtain their rations of tobacco and cigarettes at the above-mentioned place. So many decades, after all the presence of so many decades, and it does not blur this image of yours. Oh, you are ugly. We are ugly. At this age, anyway. I cannot explain it why. With these very, very long legs, which we somehow describe as a letter O. Bullegged, I think, is the proper expression. Blue eyes, a little bit bulgy, upturned nose, big of course, and a strong, chunky body, the hands. Naturally, we should speak of the hands when discussing portraiture, but I cannot say anything about your hands with any certainty, so they come blurred just as right now you are, or as objects, bodies, I correct myself, which appear blurred under water, even though that would be clear. However, the water, or waters in question, here are those of the river Danube. Hungarian rendering. Jó néhány évtized, oh, annyi évtized, így, közben így, és jelenléted nem mosódik, nem. Dehogy, persze, csúnya vagy. Ilyen csúnyácskák vagyunk. Ja, ez a kamaszkor, de megmagyarázni sehogy se tudom. Ezek az ívben gördülő lábak, karikalábak, kék szemek. Talán ez a pontos megfelelő kifejezés kicsit kidülledő szemek, és az archoz viszonyítva nagy, pisze or, erős, darabos test a kezed. Ha portréról beszélünk, portréfestészetről, akkor feltétlenül le kell írni a kezet. 
de majd mit sem tudok mondani a kezedről, mert hogy az olyan elmosódva jön. Elmosódva, mint most, hirtelen te itt, vagy a tárgyak, testek. Kénytelen vagyok helyesbíteni, mint minden, ami a víz felülete alatt. Lenne, ha még az a víz oly tiszta is. De a víz, vagy a vizek, folyómederben, amiről most szó van a Duna. The Russian waging of the population manifests itself in two ways. First, because of the incessant shelling of the city that started on the evening of the 28th, and which from time to time increases into a barrage, the greater part of the inhabitants are in such a bad state of nerves that although they do not wait for the Russians to arrive as their liberators, they are looking forward to the arrival of the Russians with acquiescence. The mortar shelling is especially bad for their morale. Second, the local patriotism of the burghers of Budapest is so strong that it is not their own fate that they are worried about, but that of the city. They are crying and they are in despair that the city is being currently destroyed. Everybody is horrified by the prospect that perhaps we shall blow up all the bridges. Contributory to this situation is the fact that the combat engineer commander of one of the German divisions, a sub-lieutenant who is in charge of building one of the main barricades in Buda, is nonchalantly dynamiting the site of his barricade at the Ostrom Utka in total disregard of the fact that he has already blown up the 800-millimeter water main also. As a consequence, there has been no water for the last three days. The water supply of the latrines has been endangered. Consequently, I was forced to reach a decision, according to which the latrines now situated in the compounds on the Castle Hill slopes should be closed down and new latrines erected in the castle proper. I have communicated this to the commander of the 9th SS Corps. The first thing which went were the windows. So now I'm talking about diminishing windows. Window. This patched up window is my unsteady mirror. I haven't seen myself whole for a month now. It's nothing but a punch hole, mosaic of glass and newspapers like our second army, and they shall be disemboweled on the spot, and of course, cardboard and the brown tape. Something is always missing. Left eye, now it's the right half of my upper lip. A small triangle on my forehead, my left temple. I have two penny-sized patches below my right eye. My hair has grown long. It crawls along across the frost field cracks, no crisis in my right eye, and fills it. White storm is the window, no face. In Hungarian, ideglenes tükör ez a foltozott ablak, egésznek hónapja már, hogy nem láttam magam. Üveg, újságpapír, nyugatott mozaikja, seregeink, kutó és helyben felkoncoltatik, és persze papundeklés, ragasztó szalag. Valami mindig hiányzik. A bal szemem, felső fogsorom, háromszor homlokomból, halálámpékot, 
falhalátékony felett fillér nagyságú folt, nagyon hosszú. Zúzmarás repedéseken, repedések mentén kúszik az idegen, szemenben füst emelkedik, fehér vihar, arc torments and uh, uh, one torment which I have endured uh, and all of us was uh, uh, a, a self-propelled gun which was traversing here at Narcissus up at Pilschutzky and all around the neighborhood and uh, this is the tale of this uh, 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 machine uh, which have uh, 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 I have to recite it Long tail berwicking. The chaise long cheslon in Hungarian on which I slept had a large hole in its middle, not a true hole but an indentation rather, into which I gladly sung deep and in trouble unfinished homework too cold or overwhelmed by sexual fantasies. It was set up in the corner against the wall that separated the apartment from the outside hallway, staircase, the lower portion of which wasn't exposed at all to direct fire. Of course, stray bullets entered the house almost all the time, ricocheting left and right between walls, stairs, causing quite a racket. Sometimes, especially on moonlit nights, there was a firefight, small arms, nothing more, a couple of streets up on the mountain side, and we had continuous comings and goings in the house, and it occasionally rained plaster. Then there were some other nights, although less stressful, I usually sat through to the inexplicable anger of my father, who took my ability to sleep through such situations at personal affront. The whole did well by me, almost on all occasions, almost all, except on our own bumblebee, self-propelled gun, 50mm Hovitzer mounted on a Panzerfgen pump wagon, fear, chassis, 24 tons battle weight, ugly and very effective, started its neighborhood run, usually at zero or, or 35 minutes almost every other night on the dot. It followed an almost hollow routine. It moved, I could hear it in the dark from corner to corner, from house to house, firing an occasional salvo in the general direction of the Russians, who must have regarded it as a bloody nuisance, because after a while they deployed their whole arsenal against it. Mortars, guns, officers, confusion, you name it, were blasting the spot it had just departed from in angry profusion. Our problem was that one of his battle stations, perhaps the most exposed one, was just right here in front of the house. As it wheezing round at the corner of Nartis and Pilsuchki, I had already reached the bottom of my hole. I could go no deeper. But then came a moment when I proved that I could. Tired of its nightly antics, one night the Russians sent up a slow Sturmovik to hunt him down, and it was mercilessly strafing and bombing the street, all through Bumblebee's preambulations. Unperturbed, on schedule, BB made it to its station in front of our house, and defiant fire twice, and then work done, 
with its characteristic rambling, it sauntered on. The noise of his engine had hardly dimmed when we heard a terrible crash, and the room was lit like Christmas when no bulb was missing, and the indentation, the hole sprang springs which grabbed my ribs, and they wouldn't let me go. A sézlónak, magyarul a sezlónak, amin aludtam, egy jókora luk volt a közepén, igazából talán nem is egy luk, csak egy olyan mélyedés, melyben vissza-vissza vonulhattam, ha megszálltak a gondok, a befejezetlen házi feladat, hideg a szobában, vagy egyszerűen kiborítottak a szexuális fantáziáit. A sezló most ahhoz a falhoz került, mely a lakást elválasztotta a lépcsőháztól, és ez a lépcsőház védett hely volt, Semmi közvetlen belövés. Eltévedt golyó persze bőven akad gellerezetben, a falak, lépcsők között nem szűnt meg a folytonos pattogás, kopogás. Néha különösen holdas éjszakán hatalmas tűzharc tört ki, könnyű fegyverek, semmi dübörgés a környező dombokon, és akkor folyamatos volt a látogatás a lépcsőházban. Tehát időnként volt egy kis vakolat előszakadás. Voltak aztán persze keményebb éjszakák is, melyeket apám megmagyarázhatatlan dühére átaludtam rendszeresen, és ezt az alvási képességemet valahogy személyes sértésnek fogtattam. De a luk majdnem mindig bevált. Csak egy eset volt a kivétel, amikor is dongónk, az önvontató löveg, 150 mm-es fovicer, egy pancerkampvágen, mégyre felszerelve, 25 tonna bevetési súly, csúf és nagyon ökonomikus tűzhatású, elkezdte éjszakai őrjáratát. Majd minden második este 0 óra 35 perckor percre pontosan. Körmeneti szertartás, stációtól stációig haladt, saroktól sarokig, háztól házig, időnként leadva az oroszok irányába a vaktában egy-egy lövést. Azok meg egy idő után rohadt kellemetlenségnek minősítették a dolgot, mert ösztűzerejük felett, aknavetők, lövegek, taraszkok, tábori ágyú, katyúsa verte dühösen a pontot, ahonnan éppen távozott. A problémánk az volt, hogy egyik kedvenc és meglehetősen kitett stációja pont itt volt a ház előtt. Akkor puffogva befordult a nácisz pilsucski sarkán, én már nagyjából elértem a lupfenekét, vagy legalábbis azt hittem, hogy ennél mélyebbre már nem is lehet. És aztán jött egy pillanat, amikor kiderült, Megúmva éjszakai hülyéskedéseit az oroszok felküldték vadásznál egy lassú vadászgépet, egy sturmovikot, és az kegyetlen géppuskázta, bombázta az útvonalat, amin ez az átok haladt. Mit sem zavartatva magát dongó, menetrendjét betartva a házunkhoz elért, és durkun durk két lövést leadott majd, mint aki dolgát jól végezte, az őt jellemző dohogással el. Alig ült le a motorzaj, amikor egy óriási robbanást töltötte be a légteres a szobában, egyetlen körtesen hiányzik, karácsonyi kivilágítás és a luk. A mélyedés hirtelen rugókat kaptam, melyet megragadtak bordáimat. Nem evezt.
There is no fodder. I shall have 3,400 of the 22,000 horses now in Budapest slaughtered, so with the bread supply getting thinner, I can at least give horse meat to the population. By virtue of this decree, I can secure the rations for the remaining horses for a couple of days, after which I plan to have the weakened mm -hmm. horses slaughtered again. And there was this horse wandering around on the street, two blocks up and two blocks down. It went and came back again into the focus of our glass-lost window. Oblivious of the shelling and death to all instructions, obscene and otherwise useful, now pulling out from all directions. Big head, he was skinny, bones shaking almost to his side. Hair gone wiry just rutting up and down, and as he came back for the last time, his head seems to have grown bigger. Ez volt az a ló, az a ló, aki felsalányargalászott az utcán két utcát föl, és két utcát le, és akkor megint hirtelen üvegevesztett ablakunk fókuszába került. Rá se hederítve a sok becsapódás és a különböző trágár és jóindulatú utasításokra sem, melyik pedig bőven hullottak rá minden irányból. Sérós, igazán gírhes, csapzott szőrű, a bordák majd, hogy átrázottak az oldalán, csak fel alá ügetett, néha galobban, és még egyszer visszajött, ha nagyobb lett volna a feje. In the middle of this whole misery, my grandfather, a, 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 a bowler and, and overcoat, visited us, and there was a lunch. And I try to describe the lunch as best as I can. You will all die here, Grandpa said, the old lord, after having graciously thanked mother for the lunch, which, considering the circumstances, could have been called sumptuous. Clear day, the Sturmovics were working the castle hill all through the soup, potato soup with bay leaves, and between courses they managed to effect a full treffer on a larger dawn. And there was a tremendous, but really a tremendous explosion, and several houses rose and cascaded way down the slopes, and we rushed to the window and applauded crazy. The old lord was apprehensive, and father embarrassed. There was goose last, well roasted, with red cabbage and potato, with some great yellow pepper stuffed with sauerkraut. Coffee, my home mother managed the real Turkish, uh, 
There was another one of those well-placed hits, but this time, pinned by his gaze, we stayed at the table. Eagle-nosed, bald, he sat and briefly mentioned the danger of having one's manners ruined by bad times and the fact that the Vikings are coming. Fathers cast a subdued glance at his unterbund. <laughs> they had cognac, and then came his twice-considered sentence, which I refuse to repeat here. <laughs> Itt fogtok meghalni, mint nagypapa, mondta az öreg úr, miután megköszönte anyámnak elegánsan az ebédet, melybe belegondolva a körülményekbe pompázatosnak is volt mondható. Tiszta kékék sturmovikok kújtották a vár lejtőit, mi még kanalasztuk a levest, kumplilevesbe, babérlevéllel. Mi két fogás között hatalmas robbanás, lőszerraktárt találtak telibe, foltrefer és már is számos ház bukfencezett le a lejtőn, vadul tapsolva megrohantuk az ablakokat. Az öreg úr felvont a szemöldökét, és aztán mélyen szégyeltem a gert. Láb, liba jött, utolsó libánk, ropogós, átsütve vöröskát hozta a körítés, és persze burgonya, és gyönyörű, savanyú, paprika, sárga, erős kávé. Hogy sikerült anyámnak egy igazi kávét előállítani, hogy aztán egy bomba megint célba talál, de most asztalhoz szögelve ültünk mereven. Kopasz koponyával, sasorral ott ült, röviden említette, hogy a nehéz idők azért veszélyesek, mert az, elve, az ember elvesztheti jó motorát. <gül> és azt is mondta, hogy itt a viking. Apám hallgatott, és untergangja meditált. Öblös pohárban jött a konyak csak aztán röppent fel az a bizonyos jól megfontolt mondat, melyet itt ismételni azt hiszem teljesen fölösleges. Of this, the Germans give nothing to anybody. Moreover, when they manage to lay their hands on something, they confiscate it forcibly. They confiscate even the meager stores of food which are to be distributed among the population, or which are under delivery, but poorly guarded by the Hanbeitschäg. Considering the situation that all the arm units of the Hanbeitschäg are engaged in frontline positions or stationed just behind the frontline in reserve, It is impossible to organize any defense against these robberies and forcible requisitions perpetrated by the armed personnel of the German armed forces, who are situated well behind the front line in ever-increasing numbers. So much we could see that the final attack had started out and went on smooth and according to book. Actually developed from the north-northwest originating from the upper part of the Königs's garden, and it rapidly enveloped the better portion of the playground, the soccer field. Lacking self-propelled artillery and assault guns, civilians were pressed into service. They, the neighbors, were pushing the long-barreled Russian cannons 
which were firing with methodical accuracy at the corresponding windows whose lower sections, together with their supporting walls, were demolished as a rule. The machine gun position right across the street in the greenhouse soon fell silent, but not before obliterating the civilians, the neighbors, in one solid burst, and they predictably piled up in a couple of concise heaps just around the penalty kick territory, poor you can't miss, where finally the attack has temporarily or time being stalled. For a while, it was quite a difficult to see what was going on, because a cocoa color dust was swirling around the group, thick dust, only the black throat of a gun remaining visible, the vortex of the storm. Then visibility improved, and it became quite clear that the neighbors, most of them anyway, wore their regular overcoats on the job, as they would when going to put a day in at the office. Azt még láttuk, amint az utolsó roham elindul, minden probléma nélkül, mintha könyvből olvasnák simán. Tulajdonképpen észak-nyugat felől kezdett felfejlődni a kőniket felső részét használva fel, mint gyülekezési körletet. Lásd a helyi térkép négyes számú pontját a betájolást. Innen aztán nagyon hamar átszötte a grund legnagyobb részét, beleértve a focipályánkat is, hogy nem állt rendelkezésre önvontató tüzérség se rohamlöveg a civileket, az a szomszédokat fogták be ágyutolásba. Ők nyomták a hosszú csövű orosz lövegeket, melyek a tőlük megszokott pontossággal lőtték a rájuk osztott ablakokat, az ablak, az ablak alatti falra rendszerint együtt szakadt, mint annak a rendje. A géppuskafészek ott átelemben a házzal elég hamar elhallgatott. De nem mielőtt egy tömör sorozattal lekaszálta volna a civileket, azaz a szomszédokat, mint egy előreláthatóan net kis kupacokba omoltak a 11-es pont körül, ezt nem tudott kihagyni öregem, ahol végül is a támadás egy kis időre ideglenesen, de megállt. Egy jó darabig alig lehetett kivenni valamit, mert egy jókora portfelvő, kakaószínű vastag portfelvő kavargott körülöttük, és csak a vihar fekete tengelye az ágyútorok volt látható. Aztán, amint a látásviszonyok megjavultak, és rögtön kitűnt, hogy a civilek, azaz szomszédok 
legalábbis a szomszédok javarésze rendes városi téli kabátját viselte a munkához, csak úgy, mint minden reggel hivatalban. During the course of the day, the defenders of Buda repulsed some very strong enemy attacks. The main defense line of Margaret Kruruft remains unchanged. The enemy succeeded to achieve two minor penetrations of the Nehmet-Vol-Diouf line. The air activity of the enemy was very strong. The Germans are forcing the population to work on the fortifications of, in the first line of the front. The effect of the enemy fire causes them heavy losses and hinders their work. The number of robberies which are taking place in private dwellings is on the rise. Uh, on February the 2nd, uh, uh, after uh, a big fight in the house, we were liberated, and uh, uh, the first day was a, a, a cold day. It was cold in the sun, unexpectedly cold. My back hurt bad enough to make me bend. The lines of my ribcage were firmly drawn. And no reason to doubt that this is, was already freedom or that the noise of the small arms fire was still rising strong and steadier on the Nimet world youth. And the artillery was still shelling the city projects below us. Great dust rose occasionally when they hit something solid. There were minor incidents, like when across the street of the greenhouse got hit and caught fire, and nobody noticed it but us. Somehow we managed to alert Kishbachi and they extinguished it with their rural methods. I did not venture far. In the gardens, a giant turnips the neighbors. The snow was Jó hideg volt, még a napon is meglepő hideg. A hátam fájt, hogy hétrét görnyedtem bele, és a bordáim jól elkirajzolódtak a bőrömön. Semmi kétség, szabadok voltunk ki, mert benne voltunk a szabadságban, annak ellenére, hogy hatalmas kézifegyver rokkodott. Velünk szemben belövést kapott, és ugyancsak kigyulladt. Csak mi vettük észre, hogy ég. Valahogy sikerült kisbácsit riasztani, és aztán ők eloltották alkalmazva a jól bevált vidéki módszereket. Nem merészkedtem messzire. Kertek alatt a szomszédot, mint meg annyi kifordult marharéta. A hú használ. The last day when we took stock of the situation, something started to evolve. Soldiers everywhere, the horses in my father's library, though quickly removed after his post protest. Pisatya, a writer, and these are his books, Niki. I think they thought he's crazy or something with his smoothly shaved face and imperious appearance. He was 
free and left his obsequiously polite attitude behind somewhere in the trenches of mortal fear. He was strutting back and forth between the remnants of the apartment and his daily chores, since we had daily chores, I was. There he was with his unspeakable overcoat that made the soldiers happy that they had found somebody in the city who was decently poor. He didn't know about it. He also didn't give a shit that, that the apartment was good as gone, no windows, and also the walls around the windows were obliterated furniture, some chairs here and there, a bed or parts of a bed. The book barricade collapsed. The books, although full of sharpness, looked like books still of course, the crockery and the precious porcelains now congealed into a solid mass of crumpled dust, and the much-hated vitros disintegrated too. The bedding. Mother's monogrammed sheets, her diary, was already paraded by the guard battalion before it lined up for a night attack, and my mother cried that the sheets, which were her, for her to use, now will serve as shrouds for boys and men for whom she prayed a long life and who will go not to die. Katonák mindenütt lova kapám könyvtárszobájában, bár rögtön kirakják őket, hogy tiltakozik, hogy ő az író, a fiszátyel, és hogy ezek az ő könyvei, a nyígi. Azt hiszem őrültnek nézték, vagy valami ilyesminek. Simára borotvált képével, és ő császárkodott, szabad volt, és azok az, azt az alázatos udvarjaskodását ott hagyta a halálos rettegő sárkaiban oda-vissza fel, alleparádézott a lakás maradéka és a napi teendők között, hogy volt már napi teendő is untig elég. Itt lovolt a leírhatatlan állapotban lévő lódenyében, amelyek boldogát tette a sok katonát, hogy végül is találtak valakit ebben a városban, aki tisztességesen szegény. Fogalma se volt róla, hogy miért visszalopik. Az is hidegen hagyta, hogy a lakás kaput volt. Nem is volt lakás, se ablak, se fal, az ablakok körül a bútor, egy-két darab ított szék, asztalt tőle, talán az ágy, vagy csak inkább az ágydeszkát. A könyvbarikát persze az összeomlott, a könyvek tele sraknellel, tehát azért könyvek olvashatók. Na és a porcelán, a drága herendi, és valamilyen gyúrható, szolid masszába gyűrözött, és a vitró, amit így gyűlöltem, szétszállt az is. Az Anyám monogramozott ágyneműjét, a hozományt már bemutatta a gárda század, így egy éjszakai rohan előtt. És anyám sírt, hogy a lepedők, melyeket ő örömre kapott, a fiún férfin kikértő imádkozott, azokon lesz most halott.
Thank you very much, Laszlo. Uh, I am sure that most of us Hungarians here who have gone through the siege of Budapest could identify moments, moods, and we somewhat felt like eating the magical mandalay or whatever it's co uh, called uh, of Proust when just the taste reminds us uh, of the events. I personally feel very touched by your memoirs and uh, as a little girl I could identify with many of the feelings and moods you have evoked. Thank you, Laszlo. Um, the next poet is going to touch upon a great variety of other subjects and we look forward to hearing. is uh, Nemo is a mythic character for me going back to my childhood Jules Verne story Captain Nemo <coughs> but uh, the way I uh, understand him is very clearly Odysseus uh, as I'm, I know that Jules Verne himself meant it that way he's also the sailor he braves the depths mounts the subway, feeling with his fingers his de-soiled grass roots. Traveling two stops in Budapest or five in New York, he gets off at Penn Station, but then it is from Nugati, that is Western Station Budapest, that he takes the train to Seged to visit his uncle, the light, prancing in front of the Duomo. He hardly roots for relatives. But once in a while, curiosity does carry him to them, besides to the zoo. A rare chance to watch strangers freely, how they move between bathroom and vice cats. He would love to give the children a conspirative smile, but their glances, he can see, already adjusted to their facial mimicry while Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde have started up their quarrel on puberty's stroke-lit escalator. Innocence, mutters Nemo, with eyes lost on this or that boy, consists of schizophrenic monologues of inner communication. They are still unaware, the doctor and the mister, that they live and loot in the very same house. Such family visits often infuriate him. He wants to see his true relatives. He hitches a plane at Ferryhead, Kennedy, Orly, or Munich, and blasts off to Siena to embrace to his heart the cathedral, 
beautiful flocks of white and black marble. Yin and yang, oh Renaissance, innocence, manifesting itself across Christian Duomo. He climbs into the stones and flies off with the first tolling of the bells. That's what we are, resonating dust and melody. All this happens early in the morning, on holidays or on the way to work. By the time he reaches the office, he may have visited also the savages on the highlands of Huge Guinea to have a taste of the nicely marinated neck bone of a recently vanished or vanishing cultures American anthropologist. These are the last bites his thoughts are gleaning. The last days of the four winds, not only of the West. Who cares for two and a half thousand years of the Parthenon when in invisible grass skirts, 15,000 years old rites break down in the ulcerous light of the radar-ridden air? By the time he enters the office and puts his hat on the rack, he's hardly aware how the images of freedom message his spine. And when he nods to the typist, others, again others, the other place. The dreamy girl, still waking from her lover's embraces, cannot sense in the smile at all Buddha's courtesy for the delirious patter of Pantheray. Leereszkedik a mélybe, felszáll a föld alattira, és megtapogatja a földtelenített tőzsgyökereit. Hol Pesten megy két megállót, hol New Yorkban ötöt, kijön a Pennsylvania Stationnél, és aztán mégis a nyugati pályaudvarról megy Szegedre. Meg akarja látogatni nagybátyját, a dóm előtti téren furikázó fényt. Rokoni érzések nem hordozzák ugyan, de a kíváncsiság olykor az állatkerten kívül rokonokhoz is elviszi. Szabadon bámulhat meg idegeneket, pécére menés és aranykötések között. A gyerekekre szeretne olykor cinkosan tekinteni, de látja, szempillantásuk már arcuk mimikájához igazodik, miközben Dr. Jekyll és Mr. Hyde egymással feleselni kezd a pubertáskor strókfényes mozgólépcsőnél. Az ártatlanság, gondolja Némó, míg erre vagy arra a kisfiúra réved, a benső kommunikációs skizofrón monológiaiból áll. A doktor és az úr még nem tudja, hogy egyházban lakik és áldozik. A rokonlátogatások olykor felbőszítik. Meg akarja nézni igazi rokonait, felül egy gépre, ha nem Ferihegyen, akkor Münchenben, Orliban vagy a Kennedy repülőtéren, és elszágult Siennába, ahol a fehér és fekete márványkövekből rakott templomot, a yin és yen még a kereszténységen is átütő manifestációját, ó, boldog reneszánsz ártatlanság, szívére öleli, belebújik a kövekbe, és elszáll a legelső harangszóban. Rezgő por és melódia bogyult. Mindez kora reggel történik, szabadságon, munkával menés közben. Mivel megérkezik a munkahelyére, 
már talán a vadakat is meglátogatta Új-Guinea fensíkján, és belekóstolt a legutóbb nyoma veszett amerikai etnológus pillanatra fácsolt nyakszőkébe. Az utolsó harapások ezek, gondolja borúsan, nem csak a nyugat végnapjai, hanem az égtájaké is. Kit érdekel a két és fél ezer éves partenon, amikor 15 ezer éves ritusok látratlan fűszoknyái omladoznak a ragaz sugártól fekélyes fényben. Mire belép az irodába és kalapját fogassa a kasztja, már gerincét szinte öntudatlanul bizsergetik a szabadság képei, és amikor a gépírók is asszonyra bicent, már megint más van itt, máshol vagyok, mosolyából nem is érezheti a szeretője öleléséből még álmatagon bontakozó lány, buta udvariasságát a bazarul csatogó pantarel iránt. You can't catch up with me, Achilles, the turtle said. You can't convince me, Zeno, the hero looked back. Cutting with his legs, the tiny Nubian mouth. You can't win, Alexander, the turtle glanced up. The world begins anew at every moment. What your steps do not. Maybe I should say a few words. I mean, these are uh, all, they were all written in Hungarian. I translated them, and uh, uh, as you can already most probably guess, but you will see it later, most of these things cannot be really translated. Uh, so what I can do is, uh, what I do in, when I write in Hungarian, let the words go. And sometimes they go differently. So if both, those of you who know both Hungarian and English uh, may have noticed already that some of the things are not literal, sometimes something quite different comes to it. But that's the only way I can do it. So here, for instance, uh, the title is Zeneso, Zeneso. Nem tudsz beérni, aki lesz, mondta a technos béka. Nem tudsz meggyőzni, Zénó, tekintett vissza rá a hős. Lábai ollójával oldva meg a parmenidési csomó. Nem tudsz legyőzni, Nagy Sándor, kislantott fel rá a teknős béka. A világ minden pillanatban újra kezdődik, de a te lépésed nem. This has basically no title. This by the way was published in the Portugal Little East Side once upon a time. The eyes of the border guards fell on the corpse, though it had such a serene little smile. In hopes of an eventual christening, the bastard remained homosexual even in his death. And the birds, the birds were singing all the time. Do not leave us, do not defect to the other world so full of enticements, their immortal whores spread open their thighs to lure you in. Through gates, my goodness, not at all golden, space whores, those primordial black holes, terrifying gates fitted up with galaxy hair. Stay, the mournful mockingbirds were singing. Do not leave us, the vultures, 
all joined in, but the bodyguards ignored the noise. They confiscated all valuables and only allowed a handful of bones to pass. A határőrök szeme megakadt a hullám, pedig olyan szeléden mosolygott a megmosolyzás esetleges reményében, még halálában is homoszexuális volt a megáltalkodott. És a madarak, a madarak közben énekeltek. Ne hagyj el bennünket, ne visszig áll a kélyekkel kísértő mászkilágrakra, hogy halhatatlan kurvák tálják szét combjait, hogy becsecsecsaljanak. A ja Istenem, dehogy is arany kapun, űrkurvák, ősi fekete lyukak, galaktika szőrjel cicomázott, iszonyú kapu. Maradj! énekeltek a gyászcímezők. Ne hagyjál bennünket a dökkesen. De a határőrök nem törődtek a zajjal. Elfogozták az összes értékeket, és csak egy marokni csontot engedtek tovább. Messenger on the road without a message. Having spent many years in an inconceivable country and having lived and been livid in many an unbelievable place, a messenger on the road without a message, one morning, by cracking an egg, realization stumbled into me. Maybe things will only turn unbelievable when one begins to believe them. And so I am just about to arrive. Üzenet nélkül iparkodó futár. Miután éveken át egy felfogadatlan országban éltem, hihetetlen helyeken éveltem, évelődtem, üzenet nélkül iparkodó futár, egy reggel a tojás feltörése közben belém tiltovázott a felismerés, a dolgok hihetetlennél talán csak akkor válnak, amikor hinni kezd őket az ember. Vagyis most éppen érkezőben vagyok. Groundless, groundless. Metaphysics in the mortar. Psychologia on Mediterranean shores with guest nights in biology in this brother where we have set up company. Not solvent anymore. The foundations have been abolished. And yet, as if there was, something does. Sleepless nights, eczemas, ulcers. The body is winding, a wound. It crawls from its skin. From the skin, possession like love is an illusion. Illusionless crawls if and only if would it crawl illusionless. Playing out the post-ultimate card, grinding out again 
a curious game, a groundless ground, less, lessens less. In fact, less, less, less makes the attributive lonesome. No longer handsome, lonesome. It no longer pays, save for cognitive difficulties. For whom tolls what? For what? Where? Why? Whose is whose? How can this lessening less be more? A creative, artistic less? A riddle rigged with riddles. A rig of less? <laughs> Wordless plain? The stomach is speechless? The wordless isn't painless. Let the surface surface. Let the tongue get wounded. The body speak in cancerous tongues. All those lying passages of a splendid complaint, much rather a cancerous, a complaintist, or an ulcerous co-pain. The surface babbles, bubbles, epidermis breaks, hypodermis tears, this bleeding bloody flesh, bleeding a tale of ultimate danger, the ultimate surface, the coffin's floor. It sinks while the mourners remain on the surface. Meanwhile, in this meanwhile, in between of surfaces, superficies, Something is being embezzled, somebody embezzles, an embezzled, sorry, an embezzleless embezzlement. Is it the, itself the surfaceless? Not so skin deep, after all. Where do the tears pour from? Where does the earth pour to? Metaphysics in the morphine. Why this grave concern? What concern engraves here what? Do people dig it? What is this obsession with lack of possession? A selfless secession? An empty session? The coffin's bottom bleeding out a corpse? Alaptalan, alaptalan. This is, by the way, the title is a kind of mathematics. Alaptalan, alaptalan. Uh, I mean, groundless ground is less, right? A groundless ground less is less. So that's how the, the title comes out. <coughs> One thing in that I should say that in Hungarian, uh, the form, I mean, I was trying my best in the English, and sometimes the English is better than the Hungarian. But one thing I just couldn't do, uh, namely um, uh, foundation uh, in Hungarian and ground, uh, groundation, <laughs> ground is the same. So uh, some of the uh, <coughs> meanings uh, I have to manipulate in, in, in different ways. Alaptalan, alaptalan. Metaphysika, mozsárban, pszichológia, Földközi partján, vendégészet, a biológiában. 
Dorvéban, mikor szállásunk vagyon, már megfizethetetlen. Feloszlatták az alapítványokat. Mégis, mintha még lenne valami zavar, álmatlan éjszakák, egycél a fekvény, sebesedik a test, bújik a bőréből, a bőrből, a birtok, akár a szerelem, illúzió, illúziótlan bújik, ha, ha bújne az áldáz illúziótlanul, az utolsó utáni lap. Kiátszanak, a végsőt végtelen, a lap talap, magános posztóképző, tanítóképző, vajon hol, minek és mit, kit és mire, a talankodás citrázható-e, talán, talány, talános, talányos, szótlan gyötrelem, a gyomor nem beszél. Miért nem a nyelv sebesedik? Miért nem nyelvrákkal beszél a test? Egyre sebesed. Az ékes panasz hazug passzusai. Akkor már inkább rákos parnasszus. Fekélyes paasz. Passz. Bugyborékkor bugyog a felszín. Felhám szakad, alhám foszlik. Elő vérzik a hús. Elővérzi a végső veszélyt. A végső felszín koporsó feneke. És még a koporsó süllyed. A gyászolók egészen felszínesek. Közben a felszínek között elsikkad valami? Valaki sikkaszt? Sikkasztó nélküli sikkadás? A felszín talán maga is talan? A még sem felszínes? Honnan gördül a könyv? Hova gördül a rög? Miféle megrögzöttség a sírás? Metafizika mozsárban. Mit ás a sír? Mit sír az ás? Miféle réva vér? Hullát vérzik a koporsó feneke? Yesterday I passed by the end of the world a number of times. It stretched in front of the bakers. Two little boys played marbles on its edge. And when the, when the marble rolled out of sight, they thought it must have been the gutter. Tegnap többször is elmentem a világ vége mellett. Ott húzódott a hentes elő. Két kisfiú golyózott a szélén. Amikor az egyik golyó elgurult, azt hitték, biztos az utca lefelé. Fate is a leaf on this tree. Transcendence is a flower. But the beginning is nowhere anymore. It is only remembrance in fruits. The remembering of an existence of pre-boot. Doors tumbling through doors in a row of palace chambers. A metaphysical row of trees standing in garden time. Ezen a fán levél a végzet. 
virág a transzcendencia. De a kezdet már sehol sem található. Csak gyümölcsökben magemlékezés. Megismétlése egy gyökér előtti lépnek. Palota szobasor egymásba zuhanó ajtajai. Metafizikai fasor kertfüvében. Again, without title. Smell of space. The edge of air. When the whirlpool of vanished objects comes. A téri lat a levegő határa. Mikor a követünk tárgyak törvénye csupul. Well, this is an ordinary story. After he set the town hall on fire, he went back home for a cup of tea. Losing his thoughts in a spoonful of rum, rum is a nice game, he brooded, and then poured it out, thinking it looked like Listerine. Why should the town have a hall? It's not even deep. He was, a uh, he was humming a tune. By the time the water was boiling, it was pouring in the streets. And being well versed in the ways of the world, he invited the pot from the deep. I won't set him on fire. He's human, after all. And being greatly moved by his own generosity, he tied his dearest parrot into a knot, into a sailor's knot. You can never be too sure. <laughs> köznapi történet. <coughs> Miután felgyújtotta a városházát, hazament teázni. Belefeledkezett egy kanál rumba, rumba a tánc töprengett, aztán kiöntötte. Azt hitte ricsás. Minek a városnak ház? Tütyörészet. Az még csak nem is ember. Mire a víz felfort, kinzuhogni kezdett. És mert ismerte a világ rendjét, behívta a sarki rendőrt egy csészéért. Az is csak ember, nem gyújtom föl. És meghatódva önön nagy lelkűségétől, csomóra kötött a kedves papagáját. Matrót csomóra. Biztos, ami biztos. Especially. Especially belongs to the family of roaches. It cannot be exterminated. It finds its way into every apartment. There is no ceiling from which it wouldn't drop into your mouth, especially if you look up at the sandals of the dead. They shuffle footless on airy clouds, wearing off nothing except the beams of your eyes, the antique silver lining of imagination, and 
by the weight of turning drops of sweat, your smiles dreamily trotting coach of four. A pláne. A pláne a svábogarat családjához tartozik. <kül> Kiírthatatlan. Minden lakásba belopja magát. Nincs mennyezet, amelyről ne hullhatna az ember szájába. Pláne, ha fölnéz az ember a halottak szandáljaira. <kül> Láb nélkül csoszognak régies felhőkön, nem kopik semmi, csak a szem sugara, a képzelet ódon foncsora, és lecsorduló izzadság cseppek súlyától a mosoly ábrándosan böcögő fiákkal. I have a number of so-called political poems. I want to read a very short one. This is about Imre Nagy. I have a number of longer ones about Imre Nagy. This is a very short one. Uh, he was the Prime Minister of Hungary, was executed in <coughs> 1958. <coughs> his last wish before being hanged to keep his glasses on. When his body shivered and broke forward into death, the nimble metal framed glasses fell to the concrete. If you want to see, pick them up, put them on, and look into the cracked world. Utolsó kívánsága az akasztás előtt, hogy fenntarthassa a szemüvegét. Amikor összerándult a teste, és előre zökkent a halálba. A fémkeretes könnyű üveg betonra hullott, és megrepett. Ha látni akarsz, vedd föl. Tedd föl, és tekints a repet világba. Growing pains. I constantly outgrow the world. It wasn't made to my measure. It doesn't fit me. The Himalayas tear on my shoulders. Blameless morality slits open on my ass. Five continents patched up wisdom rents under my armpit. And the excuse me bursts on me everywhere, as does the I confess and the I don't give a shit. This is how it was even before the always, before the egging womb and the seminal sperm. Yes, even prior to the light and other darkness, this rent on the skin between the lips, on this threadbare and yet disastrous straitjacket, wood straitjacket. It non-stop tears and non-stop 
in vain in the expert hands of the eons, collapsing voice and vision in the ecstasy of a tremendous swoon. I envy the archaeopteryx for its open sesame door in the limestone, the gilt pigeons not yet cast by the genetic dice, the king kingdom of heaven in the souls of counter-indicated catatonics. And I envy, of course, the eternally Edenic snake, its new skin neatly fixed in place even before it could slip out of the old one. It just lies around with a mild disposition like menstruating women, sick with health. Where is your leaf? The skin just keeps tearing. And even the tears grow. If not the Himalayas, the Milky Way slips open. If not, wisdom is undone. Ecstasies. No success in being inside. No success in being outside. Nothing helps to kick me out. And whenever it seems I will have outgrown it, I know the revolver barks its little laughter and the world moves beyond, leaving behind the rag as it so often happened on the magic terrain of ties. There is no way to grow out of it. There is no way to grow into it. Growing up is a scream. Settling down is a letdown. I let down my hair and run for it. Me, man, man on kind. How about being just and kind? Why not accept the accident? I can never outgrow it. It's got to be worn, even if tailored wrong. Moreover, it is only tailored round. I may try to head it round. Tearing at it only adds to the tear. And all my protesting is just a protesting. For I live in what I read. It's great. Növési zavarok. Állandóan kinövök a világból. Nem rám szabták. Nem férek meg benne. Hátamon repedezik a Himalája. Seggemen az ártatlan erkölcs. Hónom alatt az öt világrész foltozott bölcselete. És mindenütt feslik a bocsánatot kérek, a bevallom, és már a fütyülök rá is. Ez már a mindig előtt is így volt. Az anya még, meg a spermatojás előtt. Két szempár egybásba villanása óta. Sőt, már előtte, a fény és homály előtt. Ez a bőrömön érzett és számot szétrántó repedés. Ez a rozoga, de roppant kényszerzúgom. Egyre csak és hiába szakad az eónok szakértő kezében, a sápadó eszmélet extázisában, szókényszerzúgom. Recsenő hangok és látomások között. Feszengve feszítek, irítkedem. A falakőbe veszett archeopterix szézámalt. Az ide nem mutált koportyús galambokat, a kontraindikált katatónikusok lelkében lebegő mennydadad országra, a bólra, meg a bőlre, és közöttük az örökké édeni kígyóra. Mire kibújik a bőréből, ott alatta az új már. Csak gyengélkedik, mint a menstruáló nő az egészségtől. Úgy rajtam egyre csak repedezik, mert rajtam egyre csak nő a repedés is. Ha nem a Himalája, a te úthasad. Ha nem a bölcselet, az önkívület feslik. 
mert közben az én mindig bennmaradok. Bár sohasem magamban maradoktalanul, ami ott marad sohasem oktalanul. Téblábolító ez a langalétaság. A soha még soha mégsem sikerült a benn, és soha már nem sikerül a kint. Mert hiába is kezdem ki magam, amikor végleg kinőnék belőle, felharsan a piszkos röhelye, és belőlem nő ki, mint annyiszor előtte a szombok mágikus tájain, engem hagy vissza, hord, rongyot a világ. Nem tudok igazán kinőni, nem tudok igazán benőni, fejem lágya, agyalágy, agyam lágya, hiába fejem, nem fejjel, írónak való, túrónak se jó, megoldatok. Nem lehet kinőni. Hordani kell, ha félre is van szabva. Nem kuncoghatnak időtlenkedve a volt és eljövendő világok lényei. Különben is csak félre van szabva. A másik felére nekem kell szabnom. Akár a szálat öltögetem, akár a nyelvem. Mert bizony, ha ember itt örökké mert, én itt már hiába ellenkezem, hiába hadonászik az ellen kezem, hiába szabódom, mindenképp szabódom. Itt már minden a bőrömre megy. Szakadozottan is megvilágosodtam. Thank you very much to both of you and to our most wonderful audience. Uh, after you have heard the poems, you can understand why I did not venture to give you a brief, sometimes or almost often pompous sounding introduction to the themes of the poets. Uh, from the, the individual experience to the universal, they have traveled a long road from Hungary to America, from the Grund to Howard University. We have covered the universe in one way or another. In conclusion, I would like to thank our hosts, the American Center of Penn for hosting us. And we hope that all of you who are here today will come to our other programs, uh, which we shall uh, schedule and let you know about. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you.